The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the newest episode of UFC Unfiltered, starring Matt Sarah. Hi. And myself, Yimbo. Today on the phone, we have Yair Rodriguez and Alex Caceres calling in about the main event this coming Saturday. Mm-hmm. Unless you're listening to this a month ago, a month from now. Fuck me. Oh, yeah. And we Keep curse. Going. God, I was going to see what I was going to say if I didn't trip on my own dumb dick. You could listen to this a month from now, and then you go, I already know who won that fight. But I didn't say that. I said a month ago, which is an impossibility because it's just happening now. So I'm going to go home now. <laughs> it's a good episode, though. Oh, we forget. We, are we keeping that? Yep. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Powered by digital media, find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. That's us. Hi, um, Jimmy. Hi, buddy. And uh, we said, yeah, uh, earlier in the week that we did hit a million mark. Ooh. A million download mark for uh, Unfiltered this week. So thank you guys for the support. We really appreciate it when you're on iTunes. If you give us a rating, if you leave a comment, it does help with the ratings. I was going to say the same thing. I don't understand algorithms, but it helps us. They they gotta leave a comment and a rating. Yeah, that's exactly what you just said. Yeah, good job, blokes. And you Tell know what's um, you know what I gotta clear up is everybody on the Twitter is going. You mentioned that Gene Wilder and yep. Richard Pryor movie that I brought up, and I said uh, I said I said Silver Bullet, which is actually wrong. It's Silver Streak. So I got. I just wanted to clear that up from my last podcast. People like people like you, dope. You got that wrong streak. The other ones with the Corey Haim thing. I should have corrected you. I mean, I didn't, but I knew something sounded odd, but I just didn't. Yeah, silver bullet. I think about the 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 train could be like a bullet. There's there's gunplay in there. I don't know, but they were both good movies. (laughs) The other one too. See, you ever see Silver Bullet with? Gary Busey and Corey Haim in the wheelchair with the fucking fireworks and the and uh, the, it's about the, the the werewolf. Um, I might have. It was good. I know that Gary. I don't know if it holds up, but it was good. A lot of them don't. No. Gary Busey did a movie in 1979 called Carney, where he played a a, a carnival clown who, who sits in the dunk tank, and it's really good. Jodie Foster's in it. Uh, Robbie Robertson. When did this come out? Like the late 70s. And I remember one of the greatest hecklers I ever had when I was in Wildwood, New Jersey. This guy was a heckler, and he was fucking destroying me. 
I was like two years in. I used to wear purple, like those baggy purple workout pants that dangle. Like the MC Hammer type? Yes. I, had, I was such an ass. I had those and like a mock turtleneck. I, I used to tuck my mock turtleneck into my fucking MC Hammer pants <laughs> and wear shoes. I was a real idiot. It's funny if you look at yourself the way you used to dress throughout the, your life. You know what I mean? Go ahead, go ahead. It, it was embarrassing. So I'm, I'm on stage in WoW at a club Casbot. I'm getting heckled by this guy who's just really killing me. And uh, it turned out he was one of those dunk. I talked to him afterwards. He was very nice. He was like, hey, man, oh, you were funny. Oh, shoot. You, he, I think you told me that before. I probably the did. The guy was, uh, he was, a, he was the, the tunk that the, the, sat on the uh, dunk tank. Yeah, those guys really really know how to fucking holler at you. Yeah. No, yeah, they they, they, they could be pricks. I remember walking past one. I was at a local, local carnival, and the guy's like, hey, look at you, the short guy, big nose. And he kept yelling out things. I wanted to <laughs> strangle him. You know, you didn't I didn't want to. No, I didn't. I, well, you know what it is. I don't want to throw the balls because I know I'm not going to hit it. And he's just going to say more shit. You know, why should I give that guy money? Do you <laughs> right? want to punch him? I wanted to fucking strangle him. I was, I was at my our girlfriend at the time. Oh, you embarrassed? Uh, no, but annoyed. You know, then I'm thinking I'm going to have to fight a bunch of carnies if I fucking attack this guy. It'd be something out of fucking the Warriors. I'd have to get out of there. Tell my girl to get the car running. I wonder if those guys get fight, uh, get beat up at all after they come out. Uh, I think that, you know, I think they'd probably, uh, you know, pull the carny alarm and fucking they'd all stick together. They look like they could scrap those carnies. Yeah, most fucking of them probably just fucking <laughs> drink, sleep on dirt floors and trailers. It's <laughs> not a good life being a carny. There's it no way it's like cabbage life. and small hands, a carny. <laughs> right? What's that from? Austin Powers? Don't know. Fucking, there's something with Michael Myers. I have to travel. Um, I'm going to uh, L.A., and I'm going to Australia for the first time. I'm doing gigs there in September. Have you ever been there? Mm-hmm. I've been there, uh, I think I've been there a couple times. I'm convinced they're going to hate me. No, no, I think they like, I, well, I'm saying, I'm putting us together with everything now. <laughs> I'm taking it from the tweets I get from the, uh, on, uh, on the Twitter about the, uh, the podcast. But I think they like us down under. It's very trippy. It's very trippy when you travel and... Uh, and people recognize you. Like I was, I was over there for uh, Raging Ally Quinta when he fought Ross Pearson, and uh, and and man, I'm on the other side of the planet, man. I get people when they come up to you and they just like, oh, Matt Sarah. With the, I can't do any accents. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna even try. I'll do Matt Sarah. But uh, Matt Sarah shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah, dude, Dave, fucking, pretty good, huh? <laughs> Very organic. Paul Hogan, who's that guy? Yeah. Is that Paul Hogan? It was, yeah, terrible. But, uh, guy, you haven't seen that guy since Crocodile. That Bundy. wasn't Paul Hogan. That was fucking uh, Shrimp on the Barbie. It was a fucking Outback Steakhouse commercial. It wa- no. Wasn't it or no? I thought that was from fucking uh, Crocodile Dundee. No, Crocodile Dundee. What, I, what the hell am I saying? Said something about a knife. That's a knife. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a knife. But that guy, that, you saw <laughs> that, 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 that Crocodile Dundee, uh, Paul Hogan, he was in that. <laughs> he was in those two movies. And he hosted a talk show. Did he really? That was how I first knew Paul Hogan. Did he? Was he had a very funny talk show. But again, back when you were younger, you didn't recognize canned laughter. Like, I didn't realize all the Benny Hill shit was canned laughter. Benny Hill's great, though. He was great, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was a kid watching it. He was always like, I don't know. I used to jerk off to the HBO ones. They had the Hills Angels, those really hot girls with their heinies hanging out of those little short shorts. I used yeah. to love Hills Angels. Benny certainly didn't. <laughs> you know about Benny. <laughs> I had the whack off this morning. I wanted to attack my wife, but I don't think she was having it. Are you good at bed? Do you bang in the morning? I, you know what? I try to like, like I, but it's 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 a it's a it's a rough situation, man. Like we're about to move into another house, so like right now we're on top of each other. So it's like, 
it's not as much privacy with the kids, you know. I got the young kids, right. and uh, I got my 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 three year old still in the room with us. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, oh. our shit's like Willy Wonka, man. Like we have like my kids never saw a crib. Does that make sense to you? They yeah. never saw a crib. My wife's like real European with that. Like all my kids stayed in our bed until they went into their oh, own okay. bed. You know, so I have a three year old. <laughs> being a little cock block so she's got she's in the bed with us still you know what i mean be at uh but we're moving into we, we get into our new house in um in a, in a couple within a month we're moving in we're in contract now that's gonna be exciting all my kids get their own rooms that's and cool. yada yada yeah it's exciting man. but you can People bang in the morning me, they think i live oh, oh back to banging uh just, before yes. we move on from that, I, i'm amazed i can't bang in the morning my Why? breath stinks her breath stinks. Yeah, but I, don't I want usually what I, what I do is I usually go into I usually I do let me tell you something. I wake up with a fucking and I part of it's when the from the from the TRT. I wake up with a hard on that could just club a baby steel <laughs> seal with. Oh really? It's oh yeah, it's fucking great. So I wake up with that thing and what am I gonna do? You know, I mean that's and you know, I'm looking at my wife and she's wearing these shorts. I'm I'm dude, I've been with my wife a long time and I'm still one of fucking biter Italian honey I get so excited but doesn't that like I, I, and, can't, uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't you have to blow low then you're all tired I want to go just no, go back to no, bed no no I'm not I want to do some cartwheels after that and go start my day it gets the, it gets my train of thought back to being halfway normal wow. like otherwise I'm I'm just gonna about fucking throw it at somebody dude when, <laughs> I, I, when I come I'm uh, so worthless after really and before yeah, <laughs> <You'll get laughs> and during, during. <laughs> and during, during the whole act. No, no. Listen, I, my, I try, but you know, I know, like my way is one of those things where I, I, I got up because I wanted to get my workout in before I got on the train and whatnot. Right. And uh, she, it was one of those things where I'm like, all right, now if I don't whack off now, like she, I know she's dead tired, and she wanted to set her alarm for eight fifteen. So I mean, I could take a chance if I don't whack off now when I go downstairs to get ready in the shower and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> then I'm gonna. Then the, the ship's gonna sail. Wait, you I'm whack gonna, off in the shower? No, 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 no. I whack off. I don't want to tell my whole routine now because then my wife's gonna be like, "You said you had an upset stomach," oh, <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, ah, fucking killing myself in there." But um, wait, would you do shit in the toilet and do it? I could. Yeah, never. no, I do. Yeah, you, how do you jerk off on the toilet? Because I sit on the toilet. Like a Roy <laughs> Listen, I oh. sit. I, I can sit <laughs> on the toilet and I get my iPad and I set it up. I'm just hoping my wife doesn't hear this. Hopefully no. she doesn't hear this one. So I set my iPad up and fuck, man. I go to those those nice sites that I don't want to give uh, plug sure. it right here. But you you told me about some nice sites. I did. Yes. And there's, there's, there's stuff for normal people on it too. Not that Chibi's not normal, but don't you know whatever. I'm not gonna yes. tell you what I'm into. But uh, listen. It's Italian. I go for Italian milfs because I try to get close to my wife. You like that? Okay, so you'll sit on the toilet, whack your bag. Yeah, like I put a shower. towel. Like I put a towel underneath. My, on my, okay, my privates, and then you know I have the loopaderm next to me, and I I try to. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm talking to you, and yeah. we can. And this is not weird at all with me and you, because I feel like this is us yeah. out to lunch afterwards talking about sure. our day. And I'm looking across to Chris. With his, <laughs> look at him, Chris. You're a part of this fucking show. I'm, not, I'm intrigued. I'm yeah, yeah. Interested he's in your looking. He's got his yeah. hand on his cheek, and he's like, his eyes <laughs> yeah. are like focusing, like like Truman Capone. Uh, just put some sunglasses on for the rest of the story, will you, please? <laughs> yeah. And no eye contact during this. But no, yeah, that's all I whack off. And uh, and once I my then next thing you know, I'm like, all right, now I now I got that out. I'm not even thinking about that now. I can get now. I can just think about going and. Doing some jujitsu, getting a good workout in, and, and oh, go it's to, the uh, last thing I would do after I no, came. Go and do jujitsu. I don't know, man. I got, uh, I got to clear the pipes. I gotta. Otherwise, I'm just gonna be like, yo, I'm fucking irritable. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take care of this. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta take care of this. Yeah, I guess that's normal. 
Yeah. <laughs> what? How do we? Get, how do we get into this uh, first thing? We were talking about Australia, and I don't know where it went. And then we went into me wanking oh, off sex in, in my the morning. You, oh, you said you almost got laid this morning. Yeah, I almost got laid this morning, but I'm going away soon, so I know she's gonna death. I'm gonna definitely get some tonight and tomorrow. Alex Caceres, yeah. you want to get now? Oh, Bruce Leroy. Let's talk to that guy. But uh, I just think it's healthy. I think it's healthy that I'm still attacking my wife. I think you're right. You know, I think you're right. Um, I think it's it's good that you and your wife still hook up. But I mean. Yeah, uh, Shit. I get sick of people so fast. Yeah, I know that's weird, man. I know that's not weird. That's not weird at all. And that's how Can you kiss first thing in the morning? Well, I mean, it depends. If she's uncomfortable with her breath or something, I'll she'll keep her mouth shut and I'll just pepper her all over the place. But if I feel my breath's kicking, I usually go to the get into the bathroom and I take like a even just a little piece of toothpaste, put it on my tongue and rinse it around and a little mm-hmm. mouthwash. I don't have to fucking scrub. I don't listen. I'm not you know, we're not we're not we're not making out like like nuts in the morning. I mean, fuck. <laughs> you I, know what I mean? I could never do that. It just... depends, man. You know, if you're waking up with extra funky breath, you take care of that, dude. When I wake up and I'm, I'm like, Ahem! who doesn't like morning? Who doesn't like morning? Sex, I hate man? it. I fucking love it. <laughs> morning, night, dude. I'm the worst. In the Afternoon morning. quickies. Uh, you know, when all the kids are in school, we'll go back to that. Hello. Hey, Alex. It's uh, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah, UFC Unfiltered. How are you? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? What's Alistair up, Alex? Sarah's fighting. Uh, I think you're fighting. Are you fighting this week or no? Is it the fight? It is this Saturday, right? Yeah, shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you? Doing good. Just got into the hotel room, doing all the check-in stuff and all that good stuff. Oh, okay, where are you? I'm in Salt Lake City. Oh, you're in Utah now. Now, when you check into a hotel, are you are you like a good, uh, easy guy to travel, or or have you gotten uh, like I'm a prima donna when I travel, so I'm always wondering if other people are as bad as I am. Um, I, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't say I'm hard at all. I, you know, everything's pretty, uh, easy for me. Yo, Alex, what's up, man? Matt, Sarah, listen, buddy, uh, where'd you get the, when the nickname Bruce Leroy, like I grew up when I was young, man, my father took me to see that. And I think it's a little before your time. Cause I'm a lot older than you, uh, to see, um, what is it? The last dragon, right? With Bruce Leroy. Yeah. Yeah. What yep. a, what a phenomenal movie. I don't know if you, obviously you've seen it. No. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, look Absolutely. at you. You don't you don't give a shit about it. Do you like it at all? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. It was it was cool. All right, so how'd you get cool. the nickname? Just well, how'd that go? Oh, they just started calling me that, you know, at the gym and then Oh, there you go. Yeah, I guess it kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah, it definitely stuck. And I think it suits you in a in a cool way. I don't know. No, you like it? It's whatever, you know, it yeah, is what you, it is. <laughs> you could give a shit less about your nickname. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, you know, however whatever they want to call me, they call me that, whatever. <laughs> Listen, yeah, man, I was really, um, I like your fighting style, man. You're very exciting, you know? And uh, I really, I, you know, Cole Miller is a very respectable name. And uh, and he's been in that game a while. And and uh, he was getting ready to fight BJ Penn when you stepped in. And that was a great, that was a, I just got done watching it. That was, uh, again, that was a that was a great fight, man. That was the, the best fight I, I'd probably seen you in as far as with such a quality, uh, quality opponent. I mean, how did you feel like you're just really everything's coming together now, or how that you just had a phenomenal camp? You had had a great an on night, or where's your head at? After well, that I fight? mean, I, we we didn't really have much of a camp at all. <laughs> that's true, man, and that's um, crazy. Yeah, how much notice did you have? Uh, what you just a couple weeks, right? Uh, well, it was one week in Arizona and then fight week. So wow, that was it. Were you training for anything prior to that? Like, were you in, were you just walking around in shape? Well, I just train every day. Um, you know, as a martial artist, I'm always trying to be a little bit better than I was um, the day before. So um, I always try to keep in shape and I've always tried to, uh, 
just always be progressing slowly, if not anything. Yeah, and man, listen, this game's all about opportunities and seizing those opportunities. So that was uh, that was huge. That was a huge, huge feather in your cap with Cole because uh, Cole's very well rounded, and uh, I'm always impressed with that guy. That guy's a game fighter, and man, you were you were you were on, you were on, buddy. But uh, let me ask you: I, I seen some of your back. You you talk about being a martial artist. How old were you when you got started? Because I seen some of your, uh, or I seen at least one of your backyard fights, which was pretty cool. How'd you get started? Were you in Miami, right? Yeah. How'd you, what, how um, old were you when you got started in the martial arts? Well, I started um, wrestling in high school around the age of 14 because I saw my brother doing it. And so um, I decided to join the team. And around, around that same year, um, I think around the summer of that year, I hooked up with a guy named uh, Enrico Coco who also joined the wrestling team with us. And his brothers-in-law had a how would you say in a mixed martial arts gym called freestyle fighting academy and they offered us a free program for the wrestlers to train over there and then once i started to dabble into the other martial arts i began to uh um train in a, a lot of different um aspects of the game such as stand up fighting as well as grappling jujitsu but my interest of martial arts came from a very early age around at the age of six um, watching Bruce Lee films with my father. Oh, I just never was able to get a, a, a hold onto any martial arts um, training because we weren't from a very affluent family. So um, uh, once I got the opportunity to do it for free, it was um, something that I grabbed and never looked back. That's wild, man. We have that in common, man. I, I uh, When other kids were playing Little League and whatnot as a kid, my father had me at Kung Fu Theater. I was watching Bruce Lee. Uh, game of death enter enter the dragon all that good stuff man he got me hooked early with that that's awesome what did your dad do my dad yeah yeah professionally what, what was his uh, job a delinquent oh was he really what did what did you <laughs> so so before you became a fight i was just going to ask you if you were going to do the same job as your dad so what did you want to do before you fought did you think that you were going to go down a bad road um n not necessarily i've always um i mean uh, i wasn't i didn't necessarily have the I guess I wasn't the best kid growing up, but um, um, I didn't think I was going to go down the same road. I was I was interested in a lot of things, mostly things that had to do with traveling. Actually, when I was a child, um, I, I liked a lot of um, I liked a lot of world history and um, archaeology and stuff like that. So um, things like that. I was also very into music. Just I was I was majorly into the arts. You know, I, I loved um, expressing myself in different ways. I guess it was very hard for me to express myself. So anything that allowed me to do so was very interesting and these backyard fights that matt mentioned i mean we've seen so many did you know kimbo and, and dada do you know those guys yeah i know them and uh there's a great documentary by dada did you see that or about him um and his backyard fighting i can't remember what it was called but yeah it, I, I saw it it was a dog fight i believe it was called okay and had, had you ever fought in that situation or at his place yeah i did um actually i'm featured like slightly in the film in there Due to like some UFC rights, I guess they couldn't feature more of me. But um, yeah, I actually fought one of the guys that they were doing interviews on. Oh, and okay. And uh, how did you do when you were fighting in the backyards? That seems like a much tougher thing than professional fighting. Well, it, to be honest, it, what, it, it wasn't necessarily. I mean, they were finished fights, anything goes. So um, due to my experience in jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai, I was able to um, secure victories with the minimal amount of damage um, received to myself. What was the? What did you think that they were ready for the least? Like when you're when you're like a really trained fighter and you're fighting in those situations, are most of those guys just pretty much stand up boxing, or or uh, was it the jujitsu that would kill them? 
it, it was usually jujitsu that was um, that proved to be dominant in the fights, but I believe it was the fact that um, um, they 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 were very. I mean, even now in even now in professional fights, um, everybody's pretty much amped up. You know, very. Um, they have to like psych themselves out before they get into the into the fight itself. And to me, I just try to picture it as another walk in the park. You know, as a, just a regular day. Um, try and calm myself down as much as possible and be myself completely and wholeheartedly without lying to myself. So when you're walking into the ring, I, I'm, that's fascinating to me, like is the way guys act. Like Ronda Rousey, she she is a, a great walkout. It's very intense. It's fast music. And she seems like she really means it and she fights well. And then there's other guys who kind of come in dancing. Other guys come in uh, mellow. Like, again, we've talked to Stipe and his smile and relaxed way of walking into the ring to me makes him look like a very dangerous guy. So you, you tend to be a more relaxed dude. Yeah. I try to have fun out there. I mean, I mean, um, it, I, I like the job that I do and I enjoy martial arts a lot. And so it, it doesn't make sense to me to be angry when I'm fighting and it doesn't make sense to me to be angry at a, at a person I never met before. So there is no other emotion that seems logical, but to enjoy it and be happy. Yeah, and it, and it clouds your mind. It does when you fight too emotional and you try to make it too much like a street fight. Jimmy, we were talking about that a little bit the other day. You know, I mean, you're going to execute your techniques better if you've got a clear mind. And, and instead of getting as excited, you, the calmer you are shows just, you know, that... that uh, yeah, and it's just um, people put too much emphasis on winning and losing. Um, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what skill sets the other person has or how many wins the other person has or how much better the other person is than the other person. It's anybody's day at any given day. It's a 50-50% chance one person has to leave with their hand raised and one not. With that understood and with that said, you know, I try not to um, control the situation as in terms of trying to win or being afraid of losing. In fact, I'm just trying to perform well. And usually that leads to a victory. And you're fighting um, this weekend when you're fighting ya- uh, Yair. <laughs> did I kill it? Yeah, did I kill it? Yeah, yeah, right. I did it right with that. Yeah, yeah. You certainly did. <laughs> he has it spelled yeah. phonetically on his paper. <laughs> Yair Rodriguez, who has a ton of hype behind him. He's undefeated in his UFC, in, in his, uh, UFC career so far. And uh, you guys are both unorthodox, both unpredictable. You got similar styles that way. In, in a fight like that, where a guy is so well-rounded, is it, um, it's very important to stay in the moment. Uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, too much of a game plan or do you feel it out as you go? I never really have a game plan. Um, I don't really watch the sport, honestly. Um, I'm kind of out of the loop when it comes to, I didn't know who he was till they tell me about him. Uh, with, with that kind of fighter, you know, like, I mean, I've seen, some, I've seen his fights too and I, I feel like a, I, I've been into plenty of fights with people that are like him and his opponents, I, I don't think there was anybody he's ever fought or Anybody that can ever chain with that can prepare him for a fighter like me. He has great movement. He has great techniques. But then again, the techniques that he did perform those um, those maneuvers on and the what the reason why his movement seems so good, he did fight people that don't necessarily move around too much. They kind of stalk him down, you know, and I'm definitely not that type of person. So it's going to be a, a change in styles for him. For me, I fought people... I mean, I fought at 35, and a lot of people have great movement out there. Fought people like Uriah Faber, as well as um, Sergio Pettis, which is one of the fastest guys I've ever had to face. So I'm not saying that I'm used to dealing with it or I'm better at dealing with it, but I think I've seen that kind of look before, Sergio Pettis being um, a Taekwondo black belt as well and tends to throw some flashy stuff. So um, 
whether I'm more ready for it or not, I don't necessarily like to say, but um, it should be a good one. And you had you had lost three straight at, uh, at, at in the bantamweight, but then you you now you're uh, at featherweight. You had one two straight. What do you think the difference is? Are you just feeling better at this weight? Yeah, I'm not cutting weight no more. Um, I refuse to cut weight anymore. Um, weight cutting just brought on so many worries that had nothing to do with the competition itself or my performances whatsoever. It became as well as um it it, it can't it was a long time of me feeling that I was uh perpetuating this, um, how would you say, this bully mentality as in I need to cut weight so that I can be the bigger person out there facing my opponents. And it just never sat well with me inside. Um, I, I never felt like I was actually trying to um, challenge or test myself, you know, as a martial artist. So as a martial artist, um, I decided to be myself completely. And that means walking around at my own natural weight and fighting my own natural fights. So um, I think that's what worked out the best for me. I'm, I'm a lot more happy when I get in there now. Well, your last two fights are showing that as far as what your performance is. So that's good. And you're in a tremendous uh, division. How, how do you think you stack up against guys? I mean, you know, Connor's there, but I don't even like to list Connor. Technically, he's, he's not there right now. But against guys like uh, Aldo and, uh, and Holloway and Edgar. Uh, I I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I never faced them before, so I can't tell you until I'm in there, or I guess afterwards. So um, I'm not sure. You know, um, every every fight's a little different. You know, I seen Cole fight, and he looked very he, and like in a lot of his fights, he looked very very strong, very tough. But then standing in front of me, it was a different story. So I can't really tell you. I'm I'm very weird um, when I do things inside the cage or when I'm fighting. So um. You know, people definitely, um, definitely have to switch up their styles when they face me. So I can't really tell you that much. So you really don't watch. It's interesting to me. I think you're the first fighter I've heard say that you don't watch MMA. Do you not enjoy watching it or do you not want to get psyched out by something or does it bore you or what's your reason for that? And what do you watch? I, I just don't like watching. I don't know. It just doesn't interest me. I watch a lot of like anime and you know, stuff like that. Oh. Uh, video oh. games and stuff. So, Wait a second. You say anime? Yeah. Oh man, what do you now listen, see this? Now I'm excited. We could have been talk we could have been hanging out ages ago, Bruce Leroy. Tell me about the anime. What are you into? Well, um, I'm into a lot of stuff. I um some of the stuff that I used to watch a lot was like Samurai Shampoo. Love me some Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Star. I'm a hundred percent into Naruto right now. Oh, you're into um, like the real Japanese ones, like the yeah, like the Akira type crap. Not crap. oh god, Akira. Yeah, you like the, it? One of my favorites. <laughs> now, do you watch any of the other ones? Like the uh, there was a one called. Let me tell you something. I saw one on Netflix. This it's a uh, I, I say cartoon movie. Then the guys are like, "Hey, if there's blood in it, it's anime. Don't call it a cartoon movie, you fuck." And I get I, I you know they get upset about that. But it's uh it's called the Flash. Uh, what is it? Flashpoint Paradox. It's about the Flash, and it's uh, a with the Justice League, you ever see that one? Put that no, on. No, I did it, not. Listen, it's different. It's a listen. It, I know it sounds like the Justice League, and you might be saying, "What is that?" The Super Friends. This is so violent. It's called. It, I saw it on Netflix. It's a uh, Flashpoint Paradox. Is that right, Chris, the producer? What a great, great, great movie, man! So violent. It's basically really quick. It's about like the Flash goes back in time to try to save his mother from getting murdered. Are you into superheroes too, or no? Just the anime. 
Yeah, I I I seen I seen a few of them. Um, I, I like them. They're, they're they're good to watch. But to be honest, I watch them more out of my own convenience. You know, if I'm really yeah. looking for something, I I tend to like lean towards the Japanese um anime scene. Well, if you ever bored and you want to give one a try, if not, all the other listeners uh, on Netflix, what is it called again? Flashpoint Paradox, right? Yeah, the Flashpoint Paradox. Oh, what a good movie! I'm violent as shit, man. And uh, <laughs> he goes back, I mean, Bruce Leroy. He goes back in time to save his his mother, and he, it's almost like that thing where the everything changes, man. Like in the whole like uh, universe, everything's altered, and it's fucking crazy, man. Like uh, Wonder Woman. I have to give too much away, Jimmy. Because it's fucking exciting. And we'll get back to the fight in one second because this is exciting. Uh, Bru- um, Wonder Woman ends up uh, banging uh, Aquaman, right? And the fucking yeah. and the wife listen and, and and Aquaman's wife you know spied on him and saw her so she goes to confront Wonder Woman she starts getting some water out of the fucking well Wonder Woman chops a fucking head off shows up and just picks up her fucking head just showing the head so now you got World War Three with all the uh, Amazons Wonder Woman and the Amazons <laughs> bear with me here fighting all the Aquaman and all the Atlantis people they're wrecking the whole world. And fuck, it's fucking insane. How great would it be if we just heard a click and Alex hung up? <laughs> Alex, are you still there? Yeah. All right, good. I'm sorry to put you through that. And I'm sorry to put everybody through that. But the people are going to watch that. They're going to go, oh, shit, man. You were right. All right, back to your fight, dude. Well, let me ask Alex, too, because I don't know anime at all. I don't, I don't, I, it's hugely popular and I never quite got it or I don't, I don't really understand what it is. It's just basically Japanese cartoons that are kind of violent what is it about it that you like so much or what's the difference between that and other animation well dude like honestly like when like it they they definitely go over a lot more real situations than a lot of movies or shows with real actors you know they're i mean i know it's it's based on a lot of fantasy and stuff like that but i mean the human condition and the situations that they're going through are a lot more real like the emotions and it's it, 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 it's it's i don't know to me it's more relatable to real life you know it has its um it has its um serious moments but even in the serious moments there are those short instances of comic relief it's like you can be as serious as you want in real life and then all of a sudden you slip on a banana peel right and there you go you got to kind of laugh at yourself about it and it's um so i don't know it, it it really captures the human condition for me at least and it's uh it's, I don't know, it's, it's really good stuff, you know, for, and it talks about a lot of real stuff, a lot of situations that everybody goes through, at least people like me that were, when we were younger, were very reclusive or introverts and stuff, you know, really, um, for me, it really captures that condition for us. Well, you said you, what, what did you say your, your, uh, your dad did? He screwed up a little bit. So did you grow up in like a, where you just kind of wanted to just be in your room alone and, and not deal with what was going on in the house? Oh no! I was just um, I was just always a weird kid. I I just wasn't into what everybody else was into, you know. Um, I could entertain myself, you know. I never it, it never really dawned to me to try and be popular. Um, all the clothes that people would wear that was supposedly like cool never looked really cool to me, you know. I'd rather dress in costumes and wear whatever I want, you know, whatever was comfortable. So um, nothing. I don't know. I just I just wasn't into what was supposedly the norm that everybody right. else was into. So I just never really clicked with a lot of people. So um, it was easier for me to um, just, uh, you know, entertain myself before I found like-minded people. Well, let me tell you something, homie. You're getting popular now, and you're going to get more popular You if, if uh, you, you know, you take care of business this Saturday night, which is very exciting on Fox Sports 1 this Saturday. What time is that, Chris? 
Uh, the main card starts at 10 p.m. All right. Do you East, watch East Coast Time? I, I have a question for Alex, too. One more anime question. Uh, actually, two more quick ones. Yeah, because I want to get a recommendation from him. Okay. Do you watch about anime? Yes. I actually was in, that, that was really? the second question. Oh, yeah. we're thinking Because I don't watch it. I'm like, let me get from a guy who's an expert on it. Do you watch anime porn? Uh, no, that's pretty popular. That stuff, though, and it's only it's weird. Like I've seen like clips of it, and it's like a, like a frightened Japanese girl. Did you, oh did no, you, no! You, there's like a fucking guy. This question's the, not for you, Alex. Got but nine Jimmy, Jimmy, did you have octopus? A, Jimmy, did you ever whack off to anime porn? No, I can't. Be honest, does nothing for me. I'm no. looking at you. Honestly, okay. no, I tell you. But an octopus with knife penises does nothing for. I don't get what it is. Really? Which, no. Which, yeah, which, like, which, I, I, like I, I get where you're coming from. I've seen it before when I was in Japan, but it's just not. Um, it's kind of far-fetched, you know? It's bizarre, right? When it comes to that, uh, let's keep it simple. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just keep it simple. Just one girl, <laughs> nine guys. <laughs> Rec recommend, uh, give us, uh, uh, I'm keep calling you Bruce. Holy shit. I'm sorry. Uh, it's I guess Alex. Alex. Uh, well, yeah, it's the Bruce, I guess, too. Yeah. But listen, uh, Alex, give me, give me something to watch, man. Is there anything on Netflix I could check out or something? Because, you know, I'm into all that type of stuff. Okay, it if you like, like, stuff like, I guess uh, from from hearing what you like to watch, like I'm like watch, a superhero like, guy, but um, not not the not the the pussy kind, you know. Yeah. Okay. So I think um, if you never watched Samurai Shampoo, that's a good one. Samurai Shampoo. Shampoo. Oh, wait, wait the fuck is, is there an L in there? Um, Did you say shampoo? Yeah. Shampoo. Yeah. Oh my bad. Oh, shit. And then, um, or Cowboy Bebop is actually one of the most realist fucking animes I ever seen. Like I heard of that before. Gets, this guy that gets down and gritty. Oh yeah, um, is that yeah, on, is that it, on Netflix? Uh, yeah, it should be on Netflix. I'm I'm pretty sure it should be on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. But no, one good one. I mean, you guys watch like Afro Samurai and stuff, right? No, Dude, no, I've never heard of it. Shit, I'm oh, older though. God. I'm older. I'm an older creepy gentleman. Samuel Jackson is the voice for the guy and everything. Wow. Oh wait, is that on Adult Swim? Yeah. yeah. I gotta check that out. I'm gonna check that out. I'm gonna check out the other one too. That's awesome, man. Well, listen, man, we're not going to keep him all day. This guy's got a fight to get ready for. Uh, yeah, we appreciate show. you giving us a, a little bit of time, and uh, good oh, luck no Saturday. Problem. I'm not going to cut weight anyway. Yeah, oh, man. oh, no, so is today going to be kind of a shitty day for you? Like, is this uh, one of those days where you're like, oh, oh, you're not going to cut weight, or you are? No, I don't have to cut weight today. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't I have to cut weight cut. at all. Okay, that's great. That's good, man. Well, listen, man, you're an interesting guy in and out of the cage, dude, and uh, I want to wish you the best of luck, and, and thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, fighting in the main event this Saturday. And uh, against Yaya Rodriguez. And, uh, and good luck, Alex. Thanks for the call. Thank you for having me on the show. All right, buddy. Take care. Take care, man. You too. Bye. Peace. Yeah, it's interesting what, uh, what guys watch. and oh, what yeah. uh, It's funny. He's the first guy I've heard say he didn't watch fighting. And as a comedian, I don't watch stand-up. There's different motivation because as a fighter, you're not going to go, oh, my God, I don't want to steal someone's fighting stuff. You yeah, know, as a comedian, yeah, I don't want ideas to seep in. I don't want to hear guys that are funnier than me. I don't want to hear guys that stink. Um, but what's interesting, though, yeah, I understand that. You so know? as a fighter, I'm like, man, do you not want to psych yourself out? I, I don't know what I'm thinking. He just like, ah, it just doesn't interest me. I'm like, all right, cool. But but what's interesting about that is he's he is a he you know from the Bruce Lee movies and he is a real martial artist sure and, and what he's talking about. So that I'm surprised. That's the only thing that surprised me that he doesn't watch the mixed martial arts. You know why it doesn't? Because he is such a. He, I'll tell you. He sounds like a, he sounds like. A, the Afro Samurai. <laughs> and I don't know it? what that is. Well, listen, well, you obviously see him. He's got the big Afro. Yeah. But uh, he's, I mean, he's very Zen-like when he's talking. And, uh, and he, very and he's interesting happy. guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's happy when he goes in the ring. And no. uh, nah, just kind of entertain myself. Yeah, he's funky. Yeah. Dude, no, he's yeah. got a great uh, uh, um, crowd-pleasing style. Because well, he's good everywhere. Well, the, the important thing, dude, in life, and I found this in life, is people always tell me you got to be unique. 
Uh, I mean, you know, you got to look good. You got to feel good. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Tell I me. mean, look, I have a deal for the listeners. I, I, I just want, you know, it's like, uh, you know, if they want to, they can get a one-of-a-kind made-to-measure suit from... Uh, oh, man. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where are they from? I can't remember the name of the company. Indochino? Indochino. Uh, they're reinventing men's fashion for Pete's sake. It doesn't say for Pete's sake, but I threw it in there. And made-to-measure suit, it's the best suit you're ever going to own. So suit up, because any fans of ours, let's be real honest, you're misshapen. You don't have great bodies. Mm-mm. You're not all built like Yair Rodriguez. You know, you're all, you're all built like you're frumpy. You got weird love handles. You're droopy individuals. No, don't be attacking our audience. I'm not. I'm summarizing them. Tell Customized. me to leave a comment. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, leave a nice comment, please. Rate yeah, us highly on me. iTunes. <laughs> no, they understand that I'm speaking to them, not yes. at them. I'm yes. dumpy. I'm in okay shape. But I got little love handles. Look at this. I'm square, man. I'm a box of a man. Exactly. He's a box of a man. <laughs> Customize the details you want, like this silly box of a man. You pick your linings, your lapels, your personal monograms, and more. I don't know if I'd get it monogrammed. JN. If you want to look fancy, get it monogrammed. JN here. You'll walk in, they'll be like, who's that fancy guy? What's the MC stand for? It's either Matt Sarah or it's my cock. Matt Sarah. 14 unique measurements. I said that already. You can't go wrong. No. I do that for emphasis. You can't go wrong. Tell me about the shipping. Well, hold on. Before I oh, to, I'm sorry. It's okay. The shipping is free. Indochino. Matt is very excited about the free shipping. What happens is we demand free shipping and they give free shipping. So Matt, a lot of times will yell at me, talk about the shipping because it is free and we all like hearing free shit. You're not going to go wrong with these well-crafted 100% Menino wool suits. Uh, Merino. Sorry about that. And check out their made-to-measure dress shirts and men's accessories. Today, our listeners get any premium suit for just $399. That's up to a 50% uh, savings at Indochino.com. Enter UFC at checkout. Plus, the shipping is free, as Matt just really did force me to say quickly. And uh, with a deal this good, you'd have to be an ass not to do it. It's a suit classic from the premium collection. It's going to look good. It's going to last, and it's going to feel good. That's Indochino.com, promo code UFC for any premium suits for just $399. And how much is the shipping? Well, the shipping is free That's, at Indochino. That's right. Matt likes free shipping. Yeah. Indochino, your look, your way. Indochino. I just made that up. They should pay me for that great slug line at the end. <clears throat> and then they should fine you for saying Pete's sake or whatever the fuck uh, for, you for said. Pete's sake is for good Pete's friendly sake. emphasis. It People is. like that. Oh, you know, it's funny. I opened up the show mentioning Australia because um, Why? I, I, I was in uh, Montreal. I say it like the locals do. And uh, coming back, there was a long line at customs. Because I think they like to fuck Americans. Like, there was only two guys. There's, you know, 70 for Canadian restaurants, for Canadian residents. But for the American residents, there's only two booths open. You know what I mean? They're like, you know, fucking wait, you Trump-loving yeah. shits. That's their attitude. You know, if you're a Canadian here, 17 people available. Hi, I'm from the United States. Get in that long line. Montreal? You bossy shitbird. Yeah. Last time I was at Montreal, I was hearing chants of 22,000 people screaming, fuck you, Sarah. So was I, but fuck it was Norton. Fuck you, Sarah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. You were fighting And GSP I had GSP at. on top of me. The fight starts. I go to throw a haymaker. He shoots in. I... Elbow his head, I bruised my ulnar nerve. It felt like this was like an extreme dead. You ever lay on your arm? You have a dead hand. You probably do that. I certainly do all the time. I make it the stranger, but I, I, this thing was dead, and then the guy forces half guard. I go, what a shitty start. They're all chanting my. 
for him to kill me. But anyway, that's 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 my. How long into that fight did you know you were in trouble? Into that second fight? Uh, it started off real shitty. <laughs> it started off with him getting me down early, and it just felt like everything. Put it this way: when I when I fought him the first time, it felt like an on day of sparring, just an on day. It, the second fight, he had an extremely on day. <laughs> you know, I felt it was just, I was just a step behind, and it was just awful. It was an awful time. Well, P- Sapier did say because Tyron Woodley had said that he wanted to fight Diaz or yes. GSP, and GSP has said that uh, he is interested in fighting Tyron Woodley. Really, I, I would suggest to him that he doesn't. Why is that now? Tyron Woodley is a fucking beast, man. I- I'm telling you, I-, I don't, I cannot see him losing to almost anybody. Oh, well, I don't, well, listen. GSP's amazing. Well, he, and I know he hasn't fought. Well, in three I mean, years. listen. He he fought uh, Kevin Kelvin Gastel. Kelvin, oh, right? right? Yeah. How do you pronounce his last name? Gastelum. Yeah, Gastelum. And that was a split decision. He won. And then before that, when was that fight? And and he lost to Rory McDonald, uh, Tyron. Right? Oh, I'm. I think you were talking about fucking. Uh, for, okay, I get. No, I'm, talking I'm thinking about, about GSP. Okay. I'm no, like, no, no. I'm talking about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woodley. He and, he, and he lost course. to Rory McDonald, correct? Yes. Yeah, he yes. lost a unanimous decision to Rory. Yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> let's, you know, I'm not, and I'm not attacking the guy. We just had him on. I, I think he's a great guy. He's buddies with my uh, buddy Dean Thomas, who's a close friend of mine. Dana White looking for a fight. Yeah. He's on the show with me. I'm always plugging that fucking He should be. Thank you. But uh, so, I mean, I have nothing against the guy, but, you know, he's had in the, in the, in the you know, he's going to, let's see what happens, man. It's not like he's, you know, GSP, GSP. Fuck, man. That guy beat everybody. I know, you know but I, I mean? I'm telling and you, Woodley, I think would really, I think he would knock GSP out. I don't I don't know about that. And I'm not just saying that because I'm the last guy to beat him. Hi-yo. <laughs> I hope that motherfucker comes back, beats everybody, and That's retires a good again. Point. You want to be the last guy? To beat it has GSP. nothing to do with anything. It has nothing to do with anything. The gift that keeps on giving, Jimmy. No, but that's very funny. As I'm listening to Matt describe it, you know, Tyron could trip on the way in the ring, <laughs> throwing all these weird scenarios out there. Uh, now Woodley is just—I uh, I just think Woodley it hits too hard. GSP, and I think he's too accurate. And uh, really, yeah. Look who GSP fought. No, GSP I'm not just saying this guy. Amazing. This, this, this uh, Italian piece of meat in front of you. Yeah. I'm telling you, that guy beat guys that are, he beat the murderer's row. He beat everybody in there. Yes, he did. And uh, he's a very intelligent fighter. And that'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting. Just like the Nick Diaz fight would be interesting also. And then other people like, oh, Nick yeah. said he'd fight him too, by the way. What's that? Nick did say Fuck he'd fight yeah, him Yeah, he said, he said, make it worth his while, fight him. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, yeah, man, you're fighting that guy. You want it to be, make it worth your while. <laughs> you know, Fuck. What's going on behind me, Jimmy? No, I just, I just walked in. I just nodded at him. I don't know who he is. Okay, good. There's some man. Who are the people in the office next to us over here? Who are these people? Who are, who who are, are these people? These people? Uh, well, you we- have a little sock closet? <laughs> no, I don't. Because, you know, I'm always friendly and stuff, and they're pretty friendly, but who, who are Matt creeps people? them out. He peeks his head in there. Hey, I don't try to. He does he yells at them. How are you, girls? No, I'm trying to be, hi, everybody. Matt's so funny when he wants to. I love this. why I love Matt. Because he won't just say, get me something. Matt will go, hey, what is it, Brian? What, what, what's with the coffee situation? <laughs> what if the air conditioner's too low? Matt will go, hey, how's that air conditioner doing? That's exactly. You weren't even here. That's why Chris is laughing. It's he, exactly, he right what, in, yeah. <laughs> exactly what hey, I'm saying. How's that AC doing? How's that, is, how's that working out? Any fucking espresso around here? Oh, dude, I did three shots. I'll do three more. I fucking love espresso. What do you think about the uh, Association of Boxing Commissions? They're going to vote today on two potential MMA rule changes. Oh, really? Regarding grounded fighters and eye pokes. Wait, well, I'm, what? What's what's with grounded fighters? Well, they've been punished. <laughs> I'm being cute, Matt. 
Uh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, you're grounded. You got to keep it good, Dave. Oh, that was good. Uh, let's see here. The proposed changes. <laughs> you bit a bad fighter. You know, how, you know how guys will go to get up and they'll just keep their pinky on the fucking floor? So oh, you... oh, wait. Oh, that's what they're trying to say? Well, they're like... saying in the proposed change that the fighter's going to have to have both palms or fists touching the mat or anything else other than the soles of their feet touching to be considered grounded. So now any body part other than the soles of the feet touching the canvas means they're grounded. And as for eye pokes, they just had that already though. If one guy's hands touching the floor, it's considered grounded. Yeah, but it's people play that game where they kind yeah, of, of put their fingertips yeah. Yeah. now they have to have their palms, palms down. Really oh, their I got you. So. Or on their fists. Um, yeah, I hate when they play that game. And uh, as for eye pokes, because eye pokes are definitely a problem. Yeah, what the hell are they what are they doing with that? Uh, you have to wear boxing gloves. No, the new, I'm kidding. The, the new rules are going to state that a fighter can be called for a foul if they're advancing with their uh, their fingers extended towards the face of an opponent. Now, a fighter who's worn multiple times can have uh, multiple. What the fuck did I say it like that for? Can, uh, he can have a point taken uh, if they continue to advance with their fingers out. Oh. And they're also going to uh, vote on... Before, before we do let's talk about that. Because you see guys like Jones when he fights, or a lot of guys measure that way, it seems. Yeah. And Rogan comments on that a lot. Where that's how a lot of the eye pokes, the inadvertent yeah, eye pokes. Yeah, exactly. But that's a really that basically now you got to measure with your fist closed. That might be a very awkward way. Yeah. Now there are guys who probably advance like that, but yeah. don't poke people in the eye. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, part of what I uh, what I was reading about it is you can have your hands up. You know what I mean? You don't have to have like a fist advancing. But right. It's a yeah, but that's not. That's gonna look no, silly. No. It's hey, gonna hey, be like, hey, stop. Hey, that's how easy, I fight. Easy. Hey, 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 stop. Hey, stop. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Your hands up. That's gonna be weird, guys. It, and it seems almost like that's too. That's too much uh, thought into mm. keeping the hands up, like because you're advancing with your hand. That's just how people do it. Yeah, that, that, but I guess they the try to pokes. judge the, di- the measure the distance and, and and whatnot. It's still dangerous. And but what are you gonna do? Also, gonna you? vote on uh, new MMA judging criteria. Now, this oh. will be interesting. I think they're gonna say now the judges have to know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so wait, what are they saying with that? The new rules, uh, they're going to evaluate damage, dominance, and duration of a round. Now, if a round contains two of those three characteristics, which would be damage, dominance, or duration, three Ds, uh, a 10-8 might be considered. What was the last one? Damage, dom- what was it? D- uh, damage, dominance, or duration. I guess, I'm guessing the duration of the punishment. That's my guess, right? Yeah, it's the amount of time the fighter spends on attack. You know? Yeah. Oh, I got you. Uh, now, if the round contains two of those three characteristics, a 10 8 has got to be considered. Now, if the round has all three, if you're dominant, uh, if you do a lot of damage, and you have duration, if you beat the fuck out of somebody, if the round has all three, then a 10 8 or even a 10 7 must be the score. A 10 7 score calls basically for an overwhelming dominance and significant damage with the referee stoppage warranted. I don't understand that with the referee stoppage warranted, meaning they could stop it because the referee stops it, the fight's over anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you looked at like the Fedor fight against Fabio Maldonado, it could have been stopped. It wasn't, but that round I definitely see. would have been a 10 That was round, such a fair I mean? decision. <laughs> now, damn, here's the definitions. I guess we should go over these quickly yes. before, next, before we speak to you. Uh, a judge is going to assess if a fighter uh, damages their opponent significantly in the round, even though they may not have dominated the action. Now, I don't, uh, that's a tough one because, you, you like, say a guy like Frankie Edgar gets hit. Frankie Edgar tends to bleed a little bit. And say he dominates the action and gets hit with two shots and he gets a bloody nose. That looks damaging, but to a guy like Edgar, that's not that damaging. So I don't know how I feel about that. Damage includes visible evidence such as swellings and lacerations. 
Uh, can also be assessed when a fighter's actions using striker and or grappling uh, lead to diminishing their opponent's energy. Okay, confidence, abilities, and spirit. Uh, so I guess if you go, how you doing? He goes, not good. You're going to lose a point. <laughs> how you doing? I've been better. <laughs> All of these come as a direct result of damage. I think that's basically we can look at a fighter and see when he's getting his ass kicked and it's affecting yeah. him. And when they go into that thing where they're just fighting defense and they're just protecting, uh, that, that's kind of a great little, uh, you know, a, a great added thing to be able to judge on. Uh, when a fighter's damage with strikes by lack of control and or ability, this can create defining moments in the round and it's going to be assessed with greater value. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. But the whole thing about the visible damage, I, I, I think that's more of a, you know, like the, I guess you can look at that in most cases, but that almost seems like a fan mm. favorite thing. Like a fan likes to see a bloody nose. And as a fan, I love it. I love when you see a guy's fucking split, oh, he's getting his ass kicked. But does that mean that he's damaged? It can, but not necessarily, because there are guys that just look fucked up yeah, easier. Some guys get cut, and maybe the, the, the strike just hits the, you know, the right spot, and the guy gets cut. I mean, my first round with Lytle, uh, we were, in my second fight, we were brawling. And if you would have saw the end of that, well, he won the fight, but that first round, we were throwing, and man, if you would have said damage... He probably won that round anyway, but we collided heads, and I had a vagina on my head. You can still see the scar. Right I do here. see it. Oh wow! Yeah, I had a big one. That was from the that was from the first round, and we we were throwing and we clashed heads. So, and I still had to fight another whatever eleven minutes. I had two more rounds after that. So it happened in the opening. It happened during the middle. I don't know, sometime in the first round. But uh, and then I had that vagina on my head. So I mean, that came from a, a headbutt. So the damage has to be done by something legit. And again, one punch, you get a guy cut, and then you get your ass kicked the whole round. I mean, I don't know. You gotta, they gotta look at that. I don't know. Let's go over. What else? Well, dominance? the dom- dominance. Oh, there you go. Um, and uh, this is not the way I'm used to talking about it. You know, usually you get a fucking ball gag in your mouth and a couple of fingers moseying <laughs> on over. And a safe word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say when you see her strapping on that special belt, teach your hiney a lesson. You <laughs> <laughs> fucking yelling into a ball. You can't, you can't. With that ball in the mouth, do you have a hard time saying the, uh, you ever get into the dominatrix stuff? Oh, big time. But I really? don't like, not the ball in my mouth because I have very bad sinuses yeah. so I'd suffocate. Oh, oh no, um, that's not good. No, but I do like, I like my, you know, I like my face sat on like i like that kind of smothering that's like body on body yeah. but yeah i like dominatrixes really yeah i had one girl used to fish hook my mouth with her fingers and spit in my mouth oh really all right as mma is an offensive based sport <laughs> they're do- voting they're voting on that also they are absolutely yes well that you know <laughs> yes if, if i if i have my face in a pillow and and she has a strap on am i committing an act you, of homosexuality you have they're gonna of, vote on that when you have those dominatrix <laughs> my parents say yes when you have those dominatrix chicks really quick though do you do it till you you know, orgasm. No, <laughs> I hate of, that. No, no way. That you I do? get close to no, that. No, no, I don't know. I don't know what they. I thought they just kind of like squeeze your balls and call you. Well, a, it depends. A jerk. Well, it depends. I call you a jerk. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> you jerk. What an unsexy session that would be. <laughs> you're a big jerk. I don't know the jerk, ins and outs of these things, Jimmy. Ow. I don't know. <laughs> you're a big jerk, you're a big dummy. Yeah. <laughs> don't they, <laughs> they give you lame insults like that? You're a slow runner. Oh. No, but that's a good question. Here's the thing. 
Uh, they have. I've dated the dominatrix. She became my girlfriend. Oh my god! What? They How do, you can't make a, You can't make that your girlfriend. Sure, you can. She stopped doing it. They, they oh, do. There you one, go. They do different. There's sensual domination, which is very sexy. It's where they'll pinch your nipples, or they'll they'll do things like, you know, if you like someone to spit in your mouth, or you like someone to smother you, or sexier stuff like a sensual way of pain. Um, you know, but there's no. There's not intercourse. No, they don't fuck you. Um, there's that, and then there's there's what they call uh, corporal. Now, corporal is more disciplined. Like uh, my ex said, she used to the thing called ball busting, which is uh, you know not joking around. Ball busting is not where you walk I in and the dominatrix is like, hey, can I get you something like a watch? You're late. You know, not that kind of ball busting. Hey, nice haircut. Hey, no, this is where they kick you in the nuts. They, oh no, like, that's legitimately not Legitimately kick you in the balls no, hard. No, no. There's guys I'm, who are into being punched. There's guys who are being into whipped into their they're scarred, being cut. There's something called sounds, no. which is when they take it and they insert it into your pee hole. Oh, it's come like a piece on. Of metal. Hey, hey you right, let's get back. So we were talking about dominance for MMA. MMA. Let's yes, get that's the fuck. That's so am I. What are you talking Yeah, so am I. Fucking, um, let's get the hell off that subject. Yeah. I'm getting, I went from intrigued to like, I'm just, well, I'm know, not into I'm any of that stuff. In the fetal position, just shivering. That's right. I'm spanking Matt. No, I'm not into, the, I'm not into any of that pain stuff. That does not, I don't want my balls no, kicked. Sure. I like my balls, I like my balls held the, the way one would hold a snowflake without breaking it. <laughs> <laughs> An oniony <laughs> snowflake. All right, let's see. Um, uh, ba, ba, ba. Okay, MMA's an offensive base sport, as you know. Now, the dominance of a round can be seen in striking when the losing fighter is forced to continually defend uh, and, and with no counters or reactions taken, even when the openings are presenting themselves. Dominance in this grappling phase can be seen by fighters taking dominant positions in the fight, utilizing those positions to attempt fight-ending submissions or attacks. So just basically being aggressive, standing up and on the ground, and then merely uh, holding a dominant position shall not be a primary factor in assessing dominance. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So just kind of being on top of the guy is not yeah. good enough. So what the fighter does with these positions is what must yeah. be assessed. So basically, this, I guess, go. a more detailed and informed way of judging, because you hear Dana so many times complaining about the judging and the fighters... I've seen certain, and again, I, I rose. Uh, uh, it was it was uh, now Giannis was an amazing guest, and I, I, I like her so much. But I did think that Carolina really dominated her, and I, yeah, I thought no. not that she didn't fight well, but I just thought that Carolina fought better, and I thought that she uh, I would have won a, a, a unanimous decision. And I've seen a few of those where I forget there was another one recently. Like I was like, wow, that was a split. Who the fuck voted? So not sometimes yet. I think those judges just don't see it. Because I'm not qualified. Like no. I, I love MMA. I'm a huge fan. I'm not qualified to discuss it the way you are. But if I can see a fight and go, yeah. that guy won. I'll say what? And making you that, say what? The then fuck? an informed uh, fight uh, judger, uh, you know, should be able to say that. And duration. Sorry, I'm babbling. Last no, thing. Go ahead, man. A duration. It's defined. Uh, it's it's uh, by this time spent by one fighter effectively attacking and controlling their opponent. Yeah, it's endurance. They just wanted yeah, a D word. Uh, while their opponent offers little or no offensive output. It's kind of saying what dominance is. Yeah. A judge is uh, going to have to assess the duration by recognizing the relative time in a round when one fighter takes and maintains full control of an effective offense. This can be assessed both standing and ground. I think duration that is very much be, like dominance. Here's what duration it, should have said. See dominance. It used to be octagon control. It kind of sounds like. I don't yeah. know. They kind of reworded it. I know. I bet what, people are going to say this. We're out of three days. What are you doing after this? I got to fucking go to a sunglass hut. Sunglass hut? What is the place where they have the sunglasses? A sunglass I gotta get, hut? Yeah. I got to get a new pair of Oakleys. 
I wear Ray-Bans. Soft topic. You no. wear Ray-Bans. Ray-Bans is old I school. I do. I, I mean, you know what it is? I like, you know what? Longo used to wear Ray-Bans. I like the Oakleys. I like looking like a little fucking RoboCop. Ah, okay. You have those things? Well, yes, I don't, don't have a good face for sunglasses. I have a good no. face for fists. I don't have a good face for sunglasses. <laughs> so I, I don't I look like good sunglasses, in any of sunglasses, man. You know? Yeah, me too. If I, could, I don't know where that came from. Wow, that's interesting from. stuff. Jim and yeah. Matt like sunglasses. Yeah, we like because I think there's a <laughs> sunglass hut or some one of those things we pass and we're going back to the subway. What are you doing after this? You know what? I, I was gonna. No, this is not. funny. Uh, we're taping on a different day than we normally do because of uh, my travel schedule and mine and Matt's. So what we're doing is we we are we are doing that, and I almost forgot today. I literally because I work out obviously. Yeah. And um, after the gym today, what I would normally do is I buy one of those giant juices, all vegetables, uh-huh. and then I drink it, Ooh. and I get on the train, and nice. I and I play the game of can I make it home before, before I shit yes. my pants? Yes. And 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 today my trainer just goes, "What are you doing afterwards?" And I'm like, "If you didn't just say that, I would have been getting a call from Chris, going, where the fuck are you?'" So I almost uh, forgot today. Oh, you so almost happy. forgot today. Yeah, because it's a different day than we normally do it. This is mm. called boring inside I stuff. Play I, that game of, I play that game almost shitting myself. Every, I think I play that game every day. <laughs> this is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. I was saying to myself that like, I was like, you know, night after night, there's two people laying in the same bed. Yes. And uh, when it comes time to get like a new mattress... Yeah. Only one of us is going to get our way. Uh-huh. And I'm like, ugh, this is very frustrating. But then I said, oh, my God, Helix Sleep, where I can buy the mattress online. I can customize it for the both of us, me and my gal, mm. for hundreds of dollars instead of thousands. And I said to myself, what do I do? And then the answer came. I got to go to helixsleep.com, answer a few simple questions based on four key preferences, and the results are going to be a custom sleep profile that's going to be used to build me the comfortable mattress and the most comfortable mm. mattress I'll ever sleep on. Uh, your mattress will arrive at your door in about a week, and shipping is 100%. Wait, tell me about the shipping. Matt, it's free. <laughs> oh, wow. And for couples, Helix customizes each side of the mattress, personalized nice. to suit each of your bodies the way you like to sleep. Helix customers report a 30% improvement in overall sleep quality. That's amazing. Here's the best part. You have a hundred nights to try it out. And if you don't love it, not like it, love it. They're going to pick it up for free and give you a hundred percent refund. There's no questions asked. What? Not one question. They don't even ask which apartment's yours. They just know where the mattress is. That's why everyone from GQ Magazine to Forbes are all talking about Helix Sleep. Go to helixsleep.com slash UFC. Get $50 off your order. That's amazing. Helixsleep.com slash UFC. Helixsleep.com slash UFC. Support Matt and I and let everybody know where you're getting your Helix Sleep Mattress link from, which would be us. And then leave ratings, of course, and because then we, we appreciate it. Exactly. I can't get. I can't say that enough. Listen, is go to iTunes. Give us. A, could you give us a rating, please? Yeah. One guy was on there, and he I saw on Twitter. He goes, "Yeah, I love the podcast, but uh, I give you a, a one rating to keep you humble." He's probably joking. Uh, I hope so. You can't always listen to people right? on Twitter. Sometimes they Hopefully behave like they met real the right, boobs. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah, time, I, what I, time is it? Is it who's calling in? Oh my god, I just wrote on my pants. Yeah, oh, I saw that. God damn it, I was Man. holding my pen. I dropped uh, it clumsily, not and good. I put a big line on uh, my. I see. Oh, it. there's also a red spot. You're gonna here. be able to see that from the stage. It's no oh, good. you can, but it's, a, it's a bleach spot, and the fucking cleaner's fucked up. Let's they, get I hear Rodriguez on the phone. Uh, okay, I can try him now. It's a little early, so. We'll oh, see. is it really? Oh, we're a couple minutes early. He's probably ready. He's a fighter. 
Guy's got no. It's fight week. He's got no. He's got to cut weight, make weight. Well, is he cutting weight? Oh, who, I'm sure ask him because yeah. Alex Caceres uh, is not cutting weight. That's true. So let's say yes. Let's ask him. Let's get him on the phone. Let's get him on the phone. Alex was a fun guy. Uh, he was. He was interesting. And I and I like when people are passionate about like what they're doing. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting. Very interesting. How do you pronounce the name again? Do you have any more time? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hello, Yair. How are you? It's uh, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah Hi, on uh, a UFC uh, Unfiltered. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, how are you guys? I'm pretty good. What about you? Good, thank you. Uh, are you in uh, Utah yet? Yeah, I have here for probably a week. Oh, you've been there for a week. So now we, yeah. we, we spoke with Alex earlier. Now, do you and, and uh, do you have to cut weight this week? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm almost on weight right now, so no, not really. I'm going to cut weight anyway. Oh, okay. So I guess you guys are both becoming in probably a little uh, stronger uh, because neither one of you has to drop a lot of weight. Yeah, I mean, we're. I think we're good. I hear some interviews of him, and he says he's pretty good, always on weight. So um, I'm, I never have problems with my weight either. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting because we'll see how, how it goes. And now you're uh, you're eight and one, and you're the number uh, thirteen uh, featherweight. Have you been the main event before? No, this is my first time. This is your first time. And it, it's kind of like it didn't seem to affect, uh, you know, at 200 when uh, Misha and Amanda Nunes became uh, the main event. It didn't seem to affect Amanda adversely. So, so how are you feeling about you, the pressure of the main event? Uh, I don't really have any pressure to be the main event. I don't have, like, zero pressure. I mean, I think it's a pretty good opportunity, and I'm pretty excited to, to fight. Uh, I mean, I don't see anything negative thoughts on my mind i mean it's just just all positive thoughts it's a big opportunity opportunity for me and alex too and i think we both of us we're gonna do a great job up there and are you doing a lot more, a little bit more press than normal just to kind of sell the fight now i i mean i'm getting used to it it was a little bit hard for me at the, in the beginning but now i'm getting used to it so uh, i don't care anymore so i know that i have to do it i mean in, in this game for like okay. four, four fights already so i don't care <laughs> Yair, my man, uh, you won the Ultimate Fighter Latin America. Uh, the, now, let me tell you, is, I did this. I was I was on uh, season four of the Ultimate Fighter, and you had to go the same thing six weeks. And and how did you how did you like that experience? Obviously, you won, I so mean, it's a great experience. But how'd you like being in the yeah, house and whatnot? I mean, being in the house, it was amazing, bro. It's just a thing then it never is gonna be there before. Like again, I'm sorry, it's never gonna be there again because it's just one time. You just have to you have you have to to figure that out early in the house to enjoy your stance in there because if not it's gonna be a fucking hell in there uh, <clears throat> because you don't have cell phones you don't have uh, like any books you don't have magazines you don't have TV or radio or music nothing it's just you with yourself with your mind and who are you when you are with nobody I mean who are you when you are by yourself alone without music, without nothing. I mean, you have to figure that out. I mean, you have to figure what you want in, in life. And that is what I figured when I was in, in that house, you know, uh, outside by myself, looking looking out in there. Well, you guys you know? can't have any music or TV no, or no. anything. I didn't know nothing. that. No, no outlet. Nothing with the outside nothing. world. Is that yeah. to force you to interact with each other, you think? Uh, they like drama. I mean, it, it, it can force you a little bit, but if you don't want to, you don't have to. I mean, I, I, I interact with the guys a little bit, but I also have, like to to have my own space, my my own time, you know. With like I'm telling you, with myself, with my soul, with my mind, you know, to see where 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 I was, you know, and just 
the thing that I figured was that's why that's that's why it was pretty good for me, you know, by winning uh, that I that I figured that this is what I wanted wanted to do. I said it before. I mean, I said, no, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want to do this. But I don't, I don't re- really realize it until I was in the house. And this, I'm going to fucking for all all in, bro. Now this weekend main event versus Bruce Leroy, Leroy. How exciting! Now he's got a very unorthodox style, much like yourself. You guys both got this wild style. Uh, now, do you have a specific? Is, I'm not going to ask your game plan, but is that one of those things where? And I was asking him earlier. Do you stay in the moment? Do you have a specific game plan versus a guy that's just so all over the place? Or is it one of those things where you go out there and you feel like a sparring session and you take it from there? I mean, it's just uh, this guy, you never know what he's going to throw, you know? So he doesn't know what I'm going to throw either because he know, he doesn't know my game plan. And, and I always work on new stuff for every every of my fights. Um, everyone has fighters. I don't have the fighters. I, I'm just one one of the guys that I don't have any betters, you know. I don't do the same thing on, in every of my fights. And, uh, I mean, you have to figure that out. I mean, I know he's an orthodox, and I know he's, like, kind of, you never know what he's going to throw, but I also know some so, some stuff with him, you know. And he always do on, on fights, you know. He always moves in certain uh, ways. Or he always throws some certain punches or kicks and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I, I, I'm ready for 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 Alex, I know he's ready for me too. I think it's gonna be a pretty inter- interesting fight to watch uh, because he's gonna be throwing a lot of crazy stuff on me, and I'm gonna be throwing a lot of crazy stuff on him too. So I think we have to we have to be pretty aware of each other because we can knock each other out <laughs> in now fraction of a second. Yeah, you're both uh, you're both extremely well rounded and uh, very entertaining to watch. I'm really excited about this matchup. I, I really enjoyed your last fight. I just watched it on the uh, on the train over versus uh, Feely. Feely, right? Was that Feely? Yeah. And because I'll tell you right now, that guy was tough as shit. Also, and he had a neck tech too, so you know he doesn't give a fuck. So <laughs> that was a uh, that was that was a great fight, man. And that guy looked really well rounded on the floor too. What belt do you in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Um. I'm pretty well, bro. I, I mean, I don't have any any issues, any problems with my jiu-jitsu. I, I mean, if somebody tries to take me down and they want to take me down or they take me down, I don't have any fucking problems. I mean, yeah. I can handle it down there. And if they want to wrestle me, I, I know how to wrestle too. If they want to strike me, I know how to strike. I mean, this is MMA, bro. This is not about kickboxing or uh, wrestling or jiu-jitsu. You, if you are an MMA fighter, you have to know how to fight MMA fights, you know? I mean, it's not like, oh, uh, I'm not good on the floor. I'm gonna try to stay. No, I don't give a shit. I mean, I don't. I don't nice. care. I know. I, I'm pretty comfortable with myself in every part of my game. Uh, I mean, if the fight goes down, let's let's fight down down there. You know. I mean, if he's there, he's there. If he's not, let's let's get let's get the fuck up and then keep fighting. You don't really. I'm sorry, Jimmy. You don't really have a preference. You like you wherever it goes, your game. Whatever it goes, my game. Yeah. Very nice. And where did you grow I up? I mean, if he's. Oh. If, he, if if a takedown is there, of course I'm gonna take it because the points are stable. You know, you still have to be smart. I mean, if somebody's giving you a, a takedown or if somebody's giving you a submission or a punch, you gotta take it. I mean, it, it, that that doesn't mean that you wanted to take him down. I mean, if you saw him there, you saw him there, you take him down. You know, it's just the moment. You have to have that reaction. You know, with your takedowns, you have to you have that reaction. Your your punches and kicks and you get to and stuff like that. Hundred percent, man. You see a gift, you got to take that thing. Yeah, where and where did uh, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in uh, Parral, Chihuahua, in Mexico. I'm not familiar with that. Is that uh, what, what part of Mexico is that near? It's uh, is near 
Texas is south of South Texas. Chihuahua is the biggest state of Mexico. Um, I'm I'm of the south south of my state, so um, it's like seven hours, seven and a half hours from the border. Juarez. Oh, okay. Who is south south? Uh, did, did you Boston. spend any time in Juarez? Yeah, I spent time in Juarez too. I I, I almost uh, I spent time there for probably eight months. Oh wow! What were you doing there? I was working. I was working in a nature nature store. You know, they sold natural products. I was working with my with my very good friend Edgar Lopez, and I was uh, in the you know in the in the back of the store. You know, putting all the products together. You know, where they they supposed to be, and in the front of the store, you know, cleaning up and that kind of stuff. What was Juarez? Because Juarez is is pretty dangerous. Was it as bad when you were there? I mean, uh, some people have pretty bad tells about uh, Mexico and about Juarez and stuff like that, you know. I mean, it's bad, it's bad for people than, uh, than it's, you know, bad steps and stuff like that. I mean, you think that when you step in Mexico, somebody's going to be with a fucking AK-47 there by your side and trying to, you know, steal your stuff. No, it's not like that, you know. I mean, a lot of, uh, it's, it's a lot of shotguns uh, and, you know, you can hear, you know, when they kill people and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, if you are not in bad steps, unless you are in the, in the bad moment, in the bad time, that's when bad stuff happens to you. But if you're not in the wrong steps, you're, you're all good. So you're saying if you're pretty much, if you're there and you're, and you're kind of avoiding guys who are in that life because you're living a cleaner life, you're not going to have that kind of problem. I mean, you, you're going to have that kind of problem, you know. It's just unless you, you have friends and you get involved with, the, with those guys and then, you know, it's always, they, they, I think they don't like, you know, any you know any people talking about their business or stuff like that you know it can be dangerous to have friends also to they they work in that you know that kind of stuff uh i mean yes you have to be careful you have to be careful every every time then then, then you're in there every day it's just a day then you have to be careful with what you say what you see i mean if you see something you you have to be like you're fucking blamed and then if you listen something you have to like you don't listen something you you never have to talk uh, stuff that you don't have to because you never know who's listening so it's better it's better to be shield to to live your life as a normal person and don't try to fuck around with no nobody yeah just kind of keep to yourself and so yeah. were you fighting when you were there at all or no yeah i was fighting i used to fight in in, in parral in chihuahua uh, i never fight in juarez but i used to train there with ricardo morales who's gonna be in my corner this time too and uh, I used to train with him. When I was working, I was training with him, with him too. And when you were fighting down there, before you were fighting professionally, were you fighting in kind of uh, shady places or did you just start fighting professionally? No, I started fighting professionally. I mean, see, my first fight, I get paid, so it was professional. Once you get paid, it's a professional fight. So my, first, my very first fight in MMA was professional in my hometown too. Um, those, those fights are not in my record because I don't know what's happening with the company. You know, they, 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 they couldn't put it on children and stuff. Um, but uh, since my first fight, it was, I mean, it was like, it was in shitty places and stuff like that. I used to fight in, in, in cages and stuff, you know. So I'm pretty glad because of that. But I mean, when when you when you grow up in the places like the, the place that I grow up, I mean, you, you only have to fight for, for living, you know. I mean, it's just people try to fuck around with you in the streets and stuff like that. You know, you, you cannot let nobody fuck with you. You have to fight have to fight him you have to fight him in the street it's just the way that it is <laughs> so you fought a lot growing up in the street to just protect yourself yeah you have to protect yourself you know i mean i i I'm, i 
since I grew up, I've been a pretty um, explosive kid since I was since I was young. Um, and I always have problems and issues with that in, the sc- in the school with my fathers because I always get home with, you know, scars and my, 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 my fist, my bloody fist and stuff like that, you know, so, but my, my, my father used to tell me, hey man, listen, we don't, we don't like you to fight in the streets because, you know, the fights are not, uh, in the streets are not good even if you lose or you win because it's just more problems. Every time it's going to be more problems. And all the guys going to come back with, with with their friends, and then you're going to come back with your friends, and it's going to be a mess, you know? Mm. So you never know. Uh, but you you cannot let nobody fuck around with you because that can mess with your life and your mind, too, you know? I mean, you, if you were talking about bullying and that kind of stuff, you know, it's a lot of people getting fucked because uh, they let them fuck, fuck with them until they explode or stuff like that, you know? I mean, I, I, I was just a kid who who take it and take it and take it until it was too much for me and then I explode, you know, so it was that kind of guy. Now, besides the fighting, what what else What else are you passionate about? What's your hobbies like? We were just talking to, uh, to Alex and he was into anime and stuff like that. What, is there anything you're really passionate about besides, you know, kicking ass? <laughs> kicking ass. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like I like music. You know, I know how to play guitar. Oh, I know nice, how to play man. accordion. I'm pretty I'm pretty um, good on learning how to play new stuff. You know, how to learn about playing stuff. You know, new sports. I like to go on paintballing. I like to go on shoot range. I like to go um, dirt biking. I like to go on scuba diving. Oh shit, man! You, you know, got I some like hobbies, sport, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I like to do all that kind of shit. I mean, one of my my latest hobbies and then that, that I love much is um, go and jump from an, an airplane. You know. Holy shit, man! You did that? Yeah, twice. <laughs> what height did you jump from? Well, the first one was sixteen thousand. The second one was fifteen thousand. Were you jumping alone, or were you uh, were you tethered to somebody? No, I am with somebody, but my 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 third time is gonna be solo. So next time I'm, I'm going by myself. <laughs> did, did you see the guy who just jumped out of the plane with no parachute yeah, at twenty five thousand? That, yeah, that was amazing, bro. I mean, I, I you don't have that. you don't have room for mistakes in there. <laughs> it's your life. And he you landed in have... a net. They built him a net, and he lands in a net jumping from twenty five thousand feet. Are you, are you fucking around? Oh, I didn't see that part. I thought they no, were gonna man. catch him in the air. And no, no, fucking... he no, he he no, fell no, into no. a net. Did he really? Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was amazing, bro. I couldn't believe it. It was like, oh my god! Holy shit, man! What's it this feel like to jump out of a plane? I'm too scared to do it. Oh, it's, a, it's an amazing feeling, an amazing. I mean, it's one of the best things that I ever feel because it's just uh, how I can say this. I mean, you feel like your body is connected with with the with the floor. You know, like you you can feel something. You know, in your stomach. But it's too strong that you never feel before. I mean, you know, it's a lot of risk because you never know if fucking the parachute is going to open or not. Right. Oh, shit. I mean, <laughs> you are used to fucking nervous when you're, when you're in the airplane, but it's just a proof for yourself and your mind, you know, that you can, you can push yourself every time harder and harder and harder. You can, you can freak out and say, no, I don't going to fucking jump. And then you don't <laughs> jump if you don't want. But is if it? you're fucking all right, you just have to go forward and then jump. You, you just don't have to give a shit. You because, just got to do I it. I mean, yeah, you just got to do it because, I mean, how many times in life we haven't do stuff and we say, fuck, I shouldn't, I should do it. You know, why I don't do it? I don't, I don't want to left this world without like 
saying that that kind of stuff. Like, why I don't jump out of the airport when I when I could or yeah. that kind of stuff. I want to do every fucking single thing in this world that I like before I passed out. So yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. I like his attitude. That's he's awesome. a very different person than I am. I, I want to sit home and watch Netflix. He's out scuba diving, jumping, <laughs> out, of jumping planes, out of planes, fighting. dirt biking, paintballing. Well, fuck yeah, very active. Let me ask you a question: When you jump out of a plane, is it hard? What scares me is like besides falling, is that it seems like it's hard to breathe with all that air rushing in your face. Oh no 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 no! It's it's amazing, bro. I mean, you, it's hard to breathe because you jump and then you go from zero to a hundred, like <laughs> real quick. You know, yeah, real quick. But uh, I mean, it's because of that. But the air up there is fresh, bro, clean, pure. I mean, you can feel it. It just, oh my god, this is pretty good. And you fall one minute, it's like sixty seconds, and you fall without like the parachute until you open it. Oh, That's man. a long time to so fall. Free fall, yeah, so right. one minute free fall. So you have to. You have to, yeah. You you have time to look, you know, play around with the guys up there, you know. At uh, last time, they they give me the opportunity to 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 uh, be the guy who opened the parachute and and have the altimeter. So I I command the guy was there just for um, you know, if something happens, but I command everything, you know. I command the parachute and stuff like that. The guy who was filming me and taking pictures was in front of me. And we do some some stuff, you know. I grab his food and we turn around and that kind of stuff was pretty amazing. Yeah, I didn't know you fell for a minute. That's fuck that. I heard you fell for like ten seconds. I couldn't <laughs> fall for a minute. I don't think I, can, <laughs> I would minute. panic and flail my arms. The guy would have to pull the shoot early. It would be humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you kind of freak out because you have to put your hand like almost in your back, and then you you have time like you, the altimeter every every five seconds you fall like a lot. Then you have to be aware. If you cannot find that shed or if something happens, it's just small, small. I mean, it's just, you cannot, you cannot take any bad decisions up there. The floor is going to be always down there, so you worry about what you have in your fucking bag and you better open it. Now, were you, was there a moment when you pull it? Are you like, oh, please just open? Or do you, did you have total faith it was going to open? Or was there that like little like, oh, God, please open? I'm, I mean, you don't, you don't even think about it, bro, because you fucking shit on yourself. You shoot yourself. <laughs> and, you just have to jump and then don't give a shit if something happens, you know. I mean, you you, you pull the stuff and then you feel like like you fall faster and then it's, it opens. Well, I'll tell you, man, yeah. it's probably a long minute when you're waiting to open it. But if that shit didn't open, I wonder how many minutes it takes and I wonder how long that's going to feel. Yeah, if well, it doesn't fucking open, it probably, it's it not opening. Another, another two minutes to, to to get into the floor. So Oh, that's going to be – yeah, that, that, would, that, that wouldn't be good. All right. Well, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a fast minute, bro. You're a very a interesting minute. guy, man. You live a very full life, and uh, congratulations on being the main event uh, oh, wait, this Saturday, it, right? Fuck, fuck. Yeah. This Saturday, yeah. And yeah, uh, Yaya Rodriguez fighting uh, Alex Caceres, and uh, good luck, man. Uh, I, I hope you do really well. Yeah, good luck, bro. Thank Thanks you, for talking to us. Hey, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you, guys. I I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was so, a really fun conversation. Have a great fight. <laughs> Whenever you guys want. All right, take care, Thank buddy. Take care, bro. Take care, bro. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that scares me, man. What an interesting guy. Like, what a, I, as Sometimes when you listen to someone talk, it's like, what a, what a full life this person he is leads. A, he is a great... Both those guys have great attitudes. Shit, man. Yeah, I mean... Who are we rooting for now? You know who I want to get on the show, by the way? Who? Uh, I'm putting the word out for him. Michael Bisping. Oh, no, he'll come on. I, I did know. his show not long ago. Me too. Him and Luis yeah. Gomez do a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like, like those guys. I, no, we'll get that guy on in a hump. Where, really where the hell did you pull that from? I just thought of people I want to get on the thing. Yeah, 
man. Oh, you know what? I was looking over something and I just his name popped up. But oh, I like nice. Michael and I I, keep, I sometimes I just say shit out loud. Yeah. Colin Quinn said that one time. He goes, Yeah, guys, you know, just keeps mumbling shit. And the guy goes, Oh, sorry, I'm thinking out loud. Well, yeah, that's what we all do. It's called talking. And that's, his, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's a good Colin impression. Oh shit, yeah, yeah, it is, man. So let me tell you something. I think we're almost done. And yeah. wh- where are we going from here? I'm not gonna see you for a while. Well, I I'm, I won't see you this uh, the beginning of this week. I'll see you yeah. at the end of the week. All right. At the to, end of the week, because you're gonna to be away a, with Dana. So I'll be missing one show then next week. Yeah, it looks like I have uh, we had uh, Eddie Alvarez on the phone, but he's gonna be in studio, I believe, right. next week. I'm looking forward to actually meeting him and sitting it's a different energy when you sit down with somebody yeah. oh i knew that the other day when we had jamie in here what he a great, great guy jamie jastas i didn't know he was as, i've interviewed him so many times and he's had me on yeah. i didn't know he was as into because what? he's not you know what it is he's not a guy like he's he's a fucking i've watched him live at like ozfest he's a fucking animal on stage oh yeah oh man he is a fucking it's really the yellow, heavy. The, ah, yellow. yes yeah. Nothing like you'd see eating a gluten free. I wanted to fuck. I really wanted to take his muffin and throw it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> a gluten free fucking vegan muffin. But but uh, Jamie is just not a guy like you off stage like he is on stage. Yeah. And I didn't know he was as into UFC as he as he is. What about Army of Darkness? Don't get me that's started. Right. Yeah, he likes that geek stuff. <laughs> well, that's started. not even geek stuff. I don't consider that geek stuff. Yeah, listen, it might uh, it might be uh, geeky. I guess uh, in terms of uh, what category you sure. put it in. But that's all the shit I'm into and you know what if that's wrong guess what guess what what guess what's coming next i don't want to be right yeah if loving the lord is wrong i don't want to be right uh-huh. coming to america mm-hmm. so uh yeah like you said uh matt's gonna be out with dana shooting uh dana white fight. looking for a fight on youtube or ufc fight pass Oh, what a fun show. Yes. I don't, we're going to be doing some fucking, I don't know, who knows what we're doing. I'll keep people in suspense. I expect but. to be uh, invited onto that program. Definitely, someday, man. Especially when we're doing something really fucking wacky. We'll get you there. Yeah, somewhere, you know, I expect to be invited onto that program to do something fun with the guys. Oh, no, it's a good time. It's, and, a road, it's road tripping with your buddies, man. Exactly. Drinking some Bud Light, hanging out, watching some fights, having some hijinks. What's better? What is more fun than that besides me and you hanging out here? That's fun. That's exactly it. That's, <laughs> All right, That's Jimmy. almost as much fun as we have here. And uh, again, you go to jimnorton.com if you want to see me in Australia or Pittsburgh or Minneapolis or Toronto or when I shoot my new special, which will be announced very soon. I appreciate you guys listening. And thank you to uh, Alex Caceres and Yaya Rodriguez. Really uh, interesting guys. The main event on Fox Sport 1 this Saturday, uh, 10 p.m. on Fox Sports. And uh, for coming from Utah. So good luck to both of those guys. Usually I can I can ruin one by rooting for them, but I can't. I can't jinx either one of these poor bastards because I, I like both of them, so I'll just enjoy the fight. They're lucky. They're lucky they both called in because then my shitty fight picks can't affect either one of them because <laughs> now I don't care who wins because I like both of them. It's, it should be a wild fight, and uh, I, like to get, I like talking to those guys. I like yeah. getting to know them. All right, Jimmy, I'm going to miss you, man. I'm going to miss you too. Just be safe, and I'm All going right. to L.A. tomorrow, and... We'll meet up uh, next week at the end of the week, and we'll make love. Yeah, we'll we'll FaceTime later. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take care. Goodbye. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.